Okay, so this podcast episode title is Healing Through Yoga, and it's about rebalancing myself after the loss of my dad. The Made of She Academy is back with yet more inspiring content to help you women listening on your respective journeys of self-healing and self-development. If you're serious about improving your life, soul and mind, then don't just tune into this podcast, enroll onto one of my online courses or workshops, or read more about the women's events and retreats I host and co-host around the world. What else is happening is that MOS Travel is also expanding. This is my bespoke independent travel concierge that all listeners are welcome to make full use of. If you're planning on going away and that's a service you think you might need, then head on over to mostravel.co and book in your free consultation now. We work with all destinations and budgets in mind. Are you ready to get into this podcast episode? Let's begin. I don't want this to be triggering. I don't want this to be re-traumatizing or ungrounding. But at the same time, I really want to talk about this subject because it's something that I deeply care about and not only have personal ties to, I feel like a lot of women, adults, people can understand this. And when I'm talking about yoga and healing, there is an energetic process that happens and occurs when we go through trauma and we begin our healing journey and I will talk about this a little bit more um but yoga is a gift for people who are on a journey of trauma recovery and that I feel certain about and passionate about I just want anybody who's listening who's going through a journey of overcoming to know that there is a way to grasp oneself and there is a way to you know be separate to your trauma become an individual and operate with a strong sense of self and individuality and strength and resilience for me yoga is a very simple and grounding exercise and it doesn't have to be dynamic and aesthetic like you see on instagram it can be taking a moment of pause meditating breathing it can be moving the body these are the things that produce profound change And these are the things that I experienced in my shift of consciousness and on my path for awakening and trauma healing. And so I'm going to start this podcast. I just wanted to give you that forewarning and just I will caveat it by saying overcoming that trauma is a privilege. It's a privilege of your lifetime and it's something that we need to embrace more and talk about more and do the work to reach within to be able to determine that body connection, that inner power, that inner wisdom, to be able to change our outcomes, be able to change our future for the better and to help other people around us as well. And just a little quote that I read recently is something that I found inspiring. I posted it on my Instagram and it's by somebody called Alexander Lowen. It says, without awareness of bodily feeling and attitude, a person becomes split into a disembodied spirit and a disenchanted body. And I hope that makes sense. What I'm saying is if you can't find this resonance and connection with the self, if you can't find modalities that work for you, that connect you back to your body, you will end up being a disembodied spirit, you know, overcome by mental torture, mental anguish, mental upset. And you'll have a disenchanted body. You'll be stuck with this residual pain, these aches and ailments that I talk about all the time. 
And that can manifest in so many ways as well, which I'm sure I'll talk about in other podcast episodes. But just to give you an overview, migraines, sickness, tension, tightness. Are you passionate about yoga and its transformative potential? Do you want to deepen your understanding of yoga as well as yoga's healing capabilities? I am training to be a yoga therapist and I'm doing so many advanced yoga instructor trainings, including trauma-informed yoga. And I am offering you a gateway into holistic wellness and healing. My yoga therapy will integrate yoga's ancient wisdoms with modern healthcare practices. So you'll gain the knowledge and skills to be able to do the work to address your emotional, physical, mental health challenges. This is a fulfilling and purpose-driven career path for me. And whether you're a yoga enthusiast or somebody who wants to get serious about their health, I can help you enhance your practice and I can empower you to make a positive impact on your own life, irrespective of your background or what trauma you've been through. If you're ready to take the next step, please, please get in touch. I'm doing case studies. You can be a part of that. And I wish you a rewarding journey of healing and transformation through yoga therapy with me at Omtara Yoga. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Made of She podcast, the show where we explore personal journeys of healing, resilience and growth. I'm your host, Tara. And today it's my first time back in a while, but I'm here to have a deeply moving chat with you. And I want to share an inspirational story about myself and take you all really on a journey of finding solace and just share with you about how I started to rebalance myself and my life through the practice of yoga after the loss of my dad, after the breakdown of my family, my nuclear family that is. Okay, so in terms of introductions, I think you know who I am at this point. If you don't, I lost my dad when I was in high school um, and I had very delayed reactions to that loss but before that my parents broke up and I was unable to see my dad for a year. It was a really toxic, troublesome, messy breakup and yet I lost touch with my father and all of my father's side of the family whom I was the most close to growing up. I lost touch with them for a whole year. There was eventually some level of mediation so I could have access to my dad. There was a custody battle, there were instances of my dad trying to collect me and take me from school and when I say literally all correspondence there was a communication breakdown, I mean it, like I hand wrote letters to my dad and that was all for a whole year. Um, The whys and the hows is not something I'm going to go into now but just to give you that kind of background and reference And of course, to kind of explain the impact of that was that I was an angry child. I was somebody who had uncontrollable bouts of anger and frustration and stress, not least because I was taken out of school for a year and taken away from my friends in the area and home that I'd grown up in and not least because I was no longer seeing my family. All these different shifts and changes happened. Hormonally, there was a lot going on for me as well. And long story short, I came to yoga as a form of, as a form rather of therapy. 
It was through the therapeutic application of modalities like yoga that I experienced age seven. Just to kind of say as well, my dad was an incredible person and losing him in general was so profound. Losing him at that point in my life was also quite profound. And yes, yeah, so for this segment, I'll be sharing how his passing and how that disconnect for a period of my life really affected me emotionally and physically as well as mentally. So as I said, I discovered yoga as a healing tool. It's clear that my grief was overwhelming. It's clear that my anger was overwhelming. And I ended up discovering yoga as a means of healing and finding balance amid that chaos and grief, right? So I was in school, I've spoken about this on my TikTok, I was in school and I used to have to go to anger management classes, as they were called, and I would have to lie down, meditate, listen to whale music, practice breath work, and it would be different styles of yoga. When I say yoga, I don't just mean vinyasas and asanas i mean all the modalities lots of yoga nidra so i would quite literally lie down with blankets over me and um weights over my eyes just to really really relax and calm the nervous system and, and bring me back to a state of ease which is something that i talk about a lot and is quite thematic of the work that i put out there and the conversations that i put out there at the moment so I wanted to talk to you about the power of this kind of yoga practice. Yoga became my refuge. And I will go on to talk about how it helped me reconnect with my body. But I also want to talk about how it really helped me in that moment alleviate stress. And not only that, amidst all of the chaos and the turbulence in my life at that time, it really provided a safe space for me to process process my emotions, process my thoughts, process the anger, all the residual pain and the feelings of loss that had occurred even before and right up until and, you know, subsequent to my father's death. So in terms of yoga as well, I think it's really important to mention the mind-body connection. No doubt you've heard about this connection before. Many people underestimate just how profound that connection is, the mind-body connection. And in yoga, this is something that's brought to the forefront and something that you learn about. I think what's crucial, and maybe if you are listening to this and somebody who is quite tapped into these kind of modalities, maybe just consider this connection and think of the role that it plays in your healing process now, currently as an adult. And think about the ways that you dealt with, you know, issues, problems, turbulence, emotional uproar as a child. And think of how much this modality could have helped you in that moment too. Whilst yoga was so transformative, there was something beyond the actual practice that was really good for me. And I think it was providing, um, I think it was building rather, a support system. I say that because when anybody goes through trauma, they need support from others. Being able to find community and find solace in either shared experiences or, you know, somebody who's empathetic and understanding and non-judgmental is a really good system for healing and allowing you to let down the walls and, and try things that are uncomfortable and sit in that shadow and just process and just release and unlock and understand 
it's the it's an inner standing rather than an understanding you know it really produces a lot a lot a lot of powerful lesson and so yoga as a form of therapy for me my experience as a child and even now fast forward as an adult who has moved through many different traumas and has overcome many different obstacles and experiences and feelings and situations of grief I can say that I was like a lot of people who experience complex developmental childhood trauma and loss. I was displaced, I was angry, I was troubled, I was unruly. And I had two choices at that time in my life. It was either choose healing or face a path of pain, chaos, destruction. Like I just mentioned above, all the things that happen when you're out of alignment with body and mind. And so it was really an attempt to soothe my rage in attempt to soothe my feelings of displacement, in attempt to heal my grief and sense of loss and destruction and upheaval, I started anger management. And sure, I thought it was the most batty, left-field, unconventional, weird, off-the-wall, annoying, frustrating thing at first. You know, I didn't speak to my therapist. We were kind of in silence a lot. She smiled a lot. We did lots of yoga. I just found it strange. I found expressing myself through movement really strange. I found doing deep exhales and inhales and sounding out my feelings with breath bizarre. It was the best but weirdest thing. And even weirder was that I used to do this meditation to whale music. And I used to resist it. I spoke about this on my Instagram as well. I used to resist it, even though deep down I really secretly loved it because I felt like it was really obscure and I felt super self-conscious. Obviously, I was a child in primary school where you get taunted for the slightest little thing. But equally, I became super self-conscious about this thing because I knew that I loved it but I knew that it was weird and I ultimately didn't want people to know that I listened to whale music to feel calmer. I felt like it was, you know, something that I'd be taunted about, but the reality was I did, I did love it. I felt so nourished, I felt so nurtured, I felt so held, I felt so understood (laughs) and at ease when I was listening to whale music and when I was lying down doing yoga nidra with blankets and all these little things that I used to do as part of my anger management with my therapist. Um, And it took me years of work and years of understanding to register just how transformative and powerful that period of time was for me and that experience was for me. How much it actually really did work to disarm me and recover me. And that's why I know that it's a really powerful modality for people on their trauma healing path. You know, I was a child and it was a great tool for me, possibly because I didn't have the tools to express verbally or, you know, in terms of writing down, maybe I didn't have the intellect and the emotional maturity of that age. But I don't think it's about that. I don't think it's because of where I was lacking um, is why it was so good. I think this applies to adults. I think this applies to any age, any demographic. I feel like since that experience or you know, at least since that understanding of that experience, I've been on this mission to create the same kind of impact for others. 
and it's been a journey in and of itself. It's It's been a real look at myself and really digging deeper and deeper and deeper. You know, I think I've done the work. Oh, but look, now I need to look at that. And I think I've addressed this issue. But oh, look, I'm being triggered by this elsewhere. And that actually means that this bit isn't done and all these kind of things. But nonetheless, I've been called to really understand trauma myself and others. And I've been called to approach and see other people in their trauma and see them authentically, see them with empathy, see them with understanding and use what I know based on my experience, based on my trainings, more importantly, to help build, you know, something that's therapeutic. Relationships that are founded in compassion and trust and respect. And where this journey has taken me, has been super meaningful but I know that it's got extra meaning and I can't really express how important it is I can't really express how impassioned I feel I can only really convey my own experiences to appeal to anybody listening who is a survivor of trauma just to say that you know if you are wanting to do the work there are women out there like myself who are in a position to be able to guide you through that create safety help you transform your shame or pain or guilt or your isolation or your feelings of unworthiness or invalidation you know i'm trained and i'm doing further advanced trainings to be able to make these connections and to be able to give you listening any traumatised person, the agency to overcome. I have mentioned this, but coming back to the yoga thread, it's this kind of connection to body with mind that is the art, that is the alchemy. I've been posting about this recently because on the 16th of September, I'm about to start my official training to become a yoga therapist, as well as doing my advanced trainings in trauma-informed yoga instruction so I'll I'll be able to lead classes generally to the wider public but I'll also be able to give therapy one-on-one and I'll be able to look at people's needs individually and create a tailor-made program for that individual for you if that's something that you feel called to do and this podcast episode really is to talk about that level of agency as well as that potential for therapy Because agency starts with the awareness of our subtle body and our, you know, feelings. Once we become aware of the constant changes in our environment internally, our internal landscape, our emotional landscape, but also externally in the outer world, we can really mobilise ourselves to change that perception, change that narrative, manage them a bit better. And that essentially is mindfulness practice. You know, it's the cornerstone of recovery for trauma. And I really do want to talk about the root of my personal trauma more. I don't want to trigger people. I also don't want to turn my experiences into a story, so to speak. I want to share them to help, you know, shed light on me and my background. And to also give you understanding, maybe about yourself, maybe about me if you want to work with me. Whatever it may be packaged like and, and, you know, be like to you as a receiver. I want to do that. I want to provide that. But I also want the changes to come through my presence in the world, through the work that I do, through my offerings. 
where I continue to grow as a facilitator, where I build community and host retreats and do the classes and do the sessions and do the work, importantly, and where, you know, I build and spread and share positivity. It is hard, it is challenging to balance grief, but if you can do it and still manage to have gratitude, if you can find a way honor the things that you've been through so for example me with my dad I'll honor my father's memory and sure you know everything with that is sad the history and the past is sad but I look at that and honor that whilst also finding joy in my life you know and I feel like there are so many thoughtful questions that we can ask ourselves to help us really overcome grief or overcome sadness and traumatization And I know for a fact, for you listeners here, this is something that I'm sure you will have experienced. And whether you use modalities like yoga to help you and ground you, whether you outsource and go to a therapist or a grief counsellor, whatever you do that provides you the insights and answers that you need, I would say keep going with that. There is a huge ripple effect of healing when you learn that through your journey... The trauma isn't personal. Equally, the trauma has scope to be influential. It has scope to not only change your life and change the course of your life and direction, but outwardly to the people that you surround yourself with, to your loved ones, to the rest of your family, it can have influence on them as well. It can affect and empower and mobilize and encourage and inspire those around you just by taking this on the head, changing the narrative, working to understand the self, working to connect to the body, working to rebuild life through means of yoga, through means of therapy, through means of counseling, through means of dance, through means of art, through means of music, whatever the modality is. And this is a really short conversation that I just wanted to bring to the table today because I have a free minute, because I've not been around for a while, but more importantly, because I scarcely share these kind of stories and they really are the core essence of who I am and my journey and my own story, as well as the vehicle for the change that I want to create and see in the world. I really want to help women connect to yoga or connect to whatever modality that I'm training beyond yoga to help you heal, to help you rebuild your life to help you live in honour of whatever trauma you've been through, holding on to that memory, but not in a way that is detrimental, not in a way that stops you progressing forth in life, in a way that can clear the path and spur you on. And so really, in conclusion, let my story be a testament to the incredible power of not just yoga as a tool for healing and rebalancing, but as self-therapy, as self-healing work in general. And I thank you for listening to this story. I thank myself for sharing it with you and I hope that it's helpful. And I just want to end this podcast. I think it was a really poignant conversation to talk about the journey of healing through yoga. As I said, I hope you found it inspirational and insightful. I hope my story can resonate. And even if you're going through the darkest times in your life, there is always a path towards healing and finding balance. I really, really want you to know that. And in my next episode, I'm going to explore the world of mindfulness more and things like meditation, things like energy healing and the impact that it has 
on the individual. And when we move through this next conversation on mindfulness, meditation, things that I just explained, I'm going to be talking about the impact on reducing stress, the impact on improving mental health and well-being. And until then, take care of yourself and please, please be kind to yourself. So much love, light and healing coming your way. Wait, shh. Can you hear that? That's the sound of sisterhood. My women's retreat happening next April in southern Spain. Sisterhood, if you didn't know, is our greatest treasure. And on this five-day retreat, you will experience a symphony of support, love and empowerment that can carry you through life's ups and downs. I'll be facilitating along with some incredible women and guest teachers who will join us on this journey. Let's carry the harmonious spirit of sisterhood with us, spreading love and empowerment wherever we go. If you're interested, payment plans are available until January. January.